You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, my name is Meredith. And my name is Dustin. And we're the host of The Alexander Standard. Katie and Nathan wanted us to make an announcement before this episode begins. In a world of podcasts, this one contains a lot of adult language. So if that's not your cup of tea, then you might want to get the fudge out. But if you're okay with strong language, and you love learning about badass women in history, then you'll love this episode of Queen's Podcast. But after you're done, check out our podcast. The Alexander Standard. <clears throat> that's better. Inspired by Rex Factor Podcast, we rank all the successors of Alexander the Great. From Perdiccas to Cleopatra the Seventh, so please come check out our show, The Alexander Standard. But first, on with today's episode of Queen's Podcast. Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie, and this is Nathan, and you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Um, sorry that we took, like, an unexpected hiatus and haven't put out an episode in a <laughs> yeah, month. Yeah, Katie just didn't have a voice for a little while. I didn't have a voice, and Nathan was in a wedding, and I went to New York, so we it was a busy month. We apologize. I've gotten a lot of messages being like, um, did you guys fall off the earth? No, <laughs> we're still here. And it's just like, no, real life. I'm sorry. <laughs> So sorry. So this episode that we're talking about today is a um, a product of our Patreon supporters. They voted on an episode of we we put up two different women that they would want to do, and they voted on this episode. So thanks, Foxy, Patreon supporters. Roxalina. <laughs> and I'm just Chicago. And reference. I'm so sorry if you are not a fan of the musical Chicago. That's what that's from, and I'm going to be doing it. A lot. Yeah, like, eat, <laughs> eat a bag of dicks, bitch. <laughs> sure. You heard it here first, if you don't like, if you don't agree with us. If you don't like Chicago. Eat a bag of dicks, bitch. Um, <laughs> anyway, so today we're talking about Roxelena, who also goes by the name um, Hurum Sultan. If you, like, or look into her, the names are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like Roxelena. Yeah, because Roxanne. No, yeah. Roxelena. Okay, okay. You don't have to put on the red alert. She doesn't have to put on the red alert. She doesn't, alert. because she becomes cool. <coughs> so, who is she, Katie? She is a really great rags to riches story. Yeah. She started as a slave girl and ended up becoming the consort to the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, who she was sometimes referred to as the Empress. To the Sultan who ruled the world. Yeah. So I mean, his name was um, Suleiman the Magnificent. So, so bitch, work. <laughs> yes. What are we drinking today, Nathan? Because this is fucking delightful. Okay. So uh, 
contrary to our Mary and Queen of Scots drink that tasted like gasoline, yes. <laughs> this one tastes quite delicious. Yes. It is a Middle Eastern lemonade. Love it. So what I did is I took some mint with some sugar and muddled the sugar with the mint, mm-hmm. put a little bit of water in there and some lemon vodka mm-hmm. and some lemons because mm-hmm. it's lemonade. And there you got a drink. And it's lovely because I'm very picky with my drinks. Like whenever I go out, I either exclusively pretty much either get red wine or like vodka soda. I'm not a fancy drink person. So a lot of times you make these cocktails and I'm like, oh, it's so extra. But this is, I would order this at a restaurant. I like this. I agree. Back to (laughs) Roxelena. Back to life. Back Back to reality. reality. Um, When was she born? We We don't. We don't know. We don't fucking know. An educated guess is sometime between like 1502 to 1505. Yeah. It was somewhere in the early 1500s. We assume she was born in modern day Ukraine, which at the time was called Ruthenia. Um, It was a Polish territory at the time. Very Christian. And they were Christian. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be important a little bit later. Yeah. Um, She was... It's said that she was the daughter of this Orthodox Christian priest named Harvalo Luskowski. We, the, the only reason that's assumed is because there was a Ukrainian village that was um, the Ottoman Empire came in and took like the whole town as slaves. And it's known that that one priest had a young, beautiful daughter. Um, and that's assumed to be... Roxelina. Yeah. So the primary source for this, like, raid and them stealing the slaves from this Christian Ukrainian village was written a hundred years after the fact. Yeah, so Take it, it might not be accurate. But it is, <laughs> like, in most of her biographies, it's stated as truth. Take it with a grain of salt. So take that how you want. But as far as history goes, that's everyone's best guess. So what we really do know is that she was kidnapped from a Christian family Mm -hmm. in a Christian area. And she was teenager-ish. Somewhere between 14 and 16. Yeah, she was was definitely a teenager um, at the time. And as you can imagine, this, I mean, even women that we've covered in the past who are from noble upbringings have a lot of, don't even have a lot of history about them. Yeah, so these details are (laughs) dubious at best. Yeah, she doesn't really even have a noble background at all, so nobody knows anything about her. Yeah. So since there's not much that we know about her early life, let's just kind of discuss, like, the political climate, explain what's happening in the Ottoman Empire in the 16th century. So, Istanbul was Constantinople. Constantinople, Istanbul was Constantinople. So, if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting for you in Istanbul. Bam. Is that the rest of the lyrics? Yes, it is. Anyway. (laughs) Tiny Tunes is what I remember that song from. You may remember Constantinople from our Theodora episode. Yes. Back in the 6th century, Constantinople was the head of the Eastern Roman Empire, a.k.a. The Benzantine Empire. And they were way back when they were Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 1453, this guy named... Mehmed. Okay, Mehmed uh, conquered Constantinople. 
and made it one of the new capitals of the Ottoman Empire, which was like a huge fucking empire at the time. Yeah, and then he said, ah, I don't like Constantinople now, it's Istanbul and Constantinople. Well, because Constantinople was named after Constantine, who was a Christian. Yes. And um, so he was They like, couldn't have that shit. They were like, They're no, Muslim we're Muslims, <laughs> so... Um, it's Istanbul. <laughs> yeah, so Ottoman Empire is now ruling this shit, and it's now Istanbul. So, <clears throat> we're going to be talking a lot about this guy named Suleiman. Yeah. Um, Suleiman was the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, and he went down in history as... <laughs> Suleiman the Magnificent. So, which... so he's viewed in a positive light. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to say the um, least. I want my name to go down in history as Nathan, Nathan the, Magnific- the Magnificent. Nathan the Magnificent. I'm just going to start calling you that now. But you have to pronounce it Magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> Nathan the Magnificent. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know what pronunciation that yes was. Yeah. Something else. But under <laughs> Suleiman, um, the Ottoman Empire grew and thrived. It had an amazing like art scene. It had a boost in education. Um, so he might be important later. He might be. He might come up and be important Maybe. later. But he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. So anyway. Back to our girl, Roxy. <laughs> so she's probably kidnapped around 1519 from modern-day Ukraine and brought to modern-day Turkey. Um, and this is where she probably picked up her name. Was the, Where she was from was Ruthenia. Uh-huh. And they think that she caught this name up for Roxelena. Yeah. Is, Roxelena like, was kind of like a Turkish slang to mean like a girl from Ruthenia. Yeah. So that's probably where she got this nickname. Um, she had uh, probably a billion names before that. Yeah, like too. I think I read in one source that she was Alexandra mm-hmm. whenever she was still with her like family, her Christian mm-hmm. family. Um, I read that too. So because like she, a lot of foreign dignitaries saw her and everything, we do know what she looked like. Um, she had red hair, like bright red hair in a place where most people had brown hair. So she stood out, brown and black hair. So she she was definitely something else. Um, I don't, I don't think she was necessarily what we would consider beautiful. Yeah. A Um, Venetian, a Venetian ambassador in 1526 wrote that she was short and young, pretty, not beautiful. Yeah. I think, I honestly think with, uh, Roxy... Because the name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. Um, she wasn't the the looker yeah. that everybody wanted, but she. I think she was exotic. You know? And she, we'll get to it later. She had a really stunning personality. That'll be important. So she's kidnapped from Ruthenia mm-hmm. and then taken in and sold as a slave and sent to a harem. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about harems. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to go into this in our Patreon episode. Uh, that's literally what the Patreon episode is about, <laughs> is life in the harem. Because this shit is fascinating. Yeah. I went down a rabbit hole hardcore. So she found herself in the imperial harem in 1520. Yeah. So that's... They're about. Yeah. yeah. Some, some time of, uh, around there. And she's brought in by... The Queen Mother is what uh, Anglos would call her. Yeah, it was um, Valid Sultan. Yeah, Valid Sultan. It was the title for the Sultan's mother. 
So they separated. The women lived in one place, and the men lived in another.、Mm-hmm. And the Valid Sultan was the one that ran the women's quarters. Yes. The <clears throat> the and we'll just call her Queen Mother because it's just easier for us to say. Yeah. Um. Her but, real name was Hafsa. Yeah, and she was. The most important woman in the empire. She would choose the concubine that would sleep with her son.、Mm-hmm. So, she- so Roxy is bought by Hafsa for her son's harem to be a concubine, and yeah, so that was very lucky on Roxy. <laughs> Could、part. you imagine? I don't want to imagine my mother picking who I sleep with. No, 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 <laughs> no, mom. No, no thank mom. you. Bye, mom. <laughs> okay, so wait, back up. What's a harem? So it's basically where the the sultan's mother chooses women. Sleep with her son, but it's、Does、not just concubines、sense? that live there. It's like, no, there's like servants and eunuchs and, and like, like the sultan's sisters and like、yeah. the women of the nobility would live there.、Um, and a lot of women who were sold as slaves into the harem didn't necessarily have sex with the sultan. They might be milkmaids or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.、Know? And all the concubines' children would live there until they were like old enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this wasn't harem wasn't viewed as slumming by any means. They、no. had plenty of you know fine fabrics and nice food, and like people would come and visit them, and they got the educated same point, there. They are kind of locked up in a cage. Yeah,、so, no, I mean, no, it's, it's it is <laughs> a fancy fucking prison. Yeah, it's fancy prison. <laughs> so they would have eunuchs that would live there. Yeah, I made, thought this was really interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting and. Eunuchs would live there to protect the women and obviously make sure they're not fucking around with anybody. Eunuchs were men who had been castrated as children. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll go into this, and it's actually really awesome. No, I thought, it's not. <laughs> I thought this one thing was so interesting. So they'd have the eunuchs there to protect the women and make sure they're not getting into any shady shit. But every now and then, somehow a eunuch would get around. Not like somehow fake, not having a dick, but so sometimes concubines that got pregnant, regardless, and so they started having only eunuchs of African descent work in the harem, so that if a woman had a baby, and you would know it wasn't the sultan's, because it was because it was black. black. All right, so we're gonna like set up the structure of inheritance of the Ottoman Empire at the time because it's way different. Than anything we've discussed so far. Oh hell yeah! It's it's hella confusing. The the Sultan never took like a legal wife. He'd have favorites, and sometimes they were even considered consorts. But they weren't like they weren't legal wives, so their children weren't guaranteed inheritance. So the Sultan would sleep with one of his concubines. Uh, and he would try to have a son. That、mm-hmm. was the whole purpose. And once that concubine had one son, she was done. Well, one son and done. One son and done. <laughs> and he quit sleeping with her. That was her freedom. That、yeah. was her way out. As a, as a concubine, if you have a son, then all of a sudden you're freed because they weren't considered、son. bastards like in Christian countries.、No. So long as the sultan like recognized him and was like, "Yes, that's my son." Um, the oldest son was always given preference, but that didn't necessarily mean he was going to be the one to inherit. So, in the Ottoman 
Ottish, Ottoman, Ottoman Empire, Ottoman Ottomanish. Um, in this culture, you have <laughs> otters, the otters. The otters. Uh, when you when you have a son, you raise your son. Your whole duty as a female uh, mother is to raise your son up because guess what? When one son gets the throne, he's gonna kill all his all brothers. his other sons. So your job as the mother of a son of the sultan is to raise him up, make him smart. And protect him, because everybody gonna try to kill your son. Yeah, everybody gonna try to kill your son. It was very interesting that I read that um, they wouldn't. Whenever they would go to kill the other sons, Mm -hmm. so if you gained the throne and you were the sultan's son and you got you were now sultan, you would go kill all of his sons. But they wouldn't want any of their blood to be spilt, so you had to. To like strangle, strangle them, them. Or, oh. there was no blood involved because spilling the sultan's blood or like yeah. you know that was a sin. I think like, I've heard about that in other shows like involving um, Muslim religions. So that's bananas. Yeah, right. So um, so once um, once the son of a sultan reaches a certain age, oh, that's a tongue twister. Son of a sultan reaches a certain age. Um, <laughs> He is sent off to govern, like, his own providence. And the mother goes with him, basically, to um, act as his private secretary. Act as his regent. Make sure he's not spending all his money on parties. Yeah, not getting too many hookers. And so that was the prime objective as a concubine is have a son, teach him well, protect him. And then y'all go rule something together. So that's the only time concubines usually left the harem was to go with their sons. And the mothers took like this huge pride in it too. Um, so yeah, so that kind of sets up the dynamic with the sultan and the harems and the sons and all that stuff. She must have been scared in that harem. Yeah, so like Roxy, I, I Roxy rocks up to this harem in about 1520, yeah. we think. And... She must have been fucking horrified. Well, I mean, you're nabbed up, stolen away from some country. She was sent to some other places, rode a boat, and was a slave. Like, yeah. I mean, she was a she slave. She doesn't speak the language these people She's speak. She's a slave. She, if she was the son of, like, the daughter of a priest, she must be scared seeing all these things from a different religion. Mm-hmm. She is freaked out. Remember, she's, like, 14 to 16. She's a baby. Though I think the fact that she made it into the harem and was chosen by the sultan's mother means she was probably still a virgin. Uh, I think that's wishful thinking. <laughs> I it might just be wishful thinking. Well, I mean, the I really do think that I, that's just me. That's just me hoping she didn't get raped along the way. I mean, how would, basically, how, who would say, oh, "Oh, she's not a virgin"? Well, no. Whenever they got there, they got examined by like the elder uh, women in the harem to one make sure they weren't chocked full of diseases and i'm sure too they would have made sure that she didn't she hadn't been raped i don't know Which we don't know <laughs> so in the harem um they did give the girls a little bit of an education yeah um it wouldn't have been a great education it's not gonna it's not gonna standards. be like on amberlin standards who say, was around at the same time i would say it's like a a, a geisha like yeah. what a geisha would learn like oh i just poetry. realized that her and Anne Boleyn were born like the same year so they're contemporaries <laughs> my mind just blew up anyway so their education would have been more of 
along the lines of like music and poetry and that yeah. sort of thing. At first. She would have been taught about Islam, like just enough to where she would know the customs and everything, not it's to cultural, offend anybody. I mean, she's obviously in cultural studies. So like, yeah, some religious studies. Um, they would have learned embroidery, which I thought was super interesting because like you hear about the women in European courts learning mm. embroidery, but just as like something to do to pass the time. The women in the harem could actually then have somebody go and sell their embroidery. So make she that would, coin. Honey. So they had at least a way to make a little bit of their own money, yes. which I thought I thought was really cool because it's rare. Yeah, it's like make some make some money. Yeah, honey. why not? Money, honey. Um, <laughs> she would have learned a little bit of philosophy and poetry just because this sultan was such a philosopher and poet that they would have wanted her to be able to have something to talk about with yeah. them. You know. And Roxy actually turns out to be quite popular in the She's harem. like Miss Congeniality harem. I know. 1515. I, I, I have... No, 1520. <laughs> 1520, I love it. <laughs> but I'm totally like seeing her in this harem at first being like this wild child that everybody is like, oh my god. I, I, I imagine like being stolen from a young age. She probably didn't arrive the best. But she turned it. She was like, hey, I don't have any way out of this situation. I'm going to take these fucking lemons. I'm going to make some fucking lemonade. Some Middle Eastern like lemonade. Like this Middle Eastern lemonade. Nathan, taught me off. <laughs> taught me and off. She though. actually ends up uh, earning the name of Hurem, which actually means... The cheerful one. The cheerful one. So she literally took lemons and, and made lemonade, bitch. She also stood out because, like we said, she looked so much different than everybody else. She had fair skin, bright red hair, when everyone else is much darker featured. Mm. So she stood out, and she's bubbly. And yeah, Miss Congeniality. Yeah, like we said, we don't we don't know if she was like quote unquote pretty or not. But from the the pictures that we've seen, the artist depictions yeah. of her, she wasn't ugly. She wasn't ugly, but she may have not been. She, she may was, have had a schnoz. Like she a was. Nose. Yes. <laughs> she possibly did, but she was captivating regardless. So, That's all that matters. Yeah. Personality, bitch. Wasn't long before she caught the eye of Suleiman. So let's talk about Suleiman. Sule, a Sule, bit. Suleiman. Um, like we said, he's the Sultan everywhere. Sultan everywhere. <laughs> um. He's known in history as the lawmaker and the magnificent. His father was Sultan Selim. Suleiman and his mother had been sent off to like govern their own region in Turkey. That was kind of the custom. That was the time. thing. Mm-hmm. That was the thing to be done. Before he became Sultan, he had a little harem out on his lands in Turkey, and he had a handful of children. So his, he also had a chick. His main chick at the time was a concubine concubine called uh, Mahidrevan. Um, I know she had another name too, like Gulaba. Mahidrevan <laughs> had a son named Mustafa. Yes. When Salim died, Suleiman rushed to the capital, Istanbul, along with his harem. At the time, he had three sons, yeah. but two of them died along the way. So his main chick, Mahidevron, is now the mother of the eldest son. Yeah, and so... Thus making her the second most powerful woman at court under the queen mother. So Suleiman becomes the sultan, and he is loved by everybody. super popular. Everybody loves him. He's a big fan of education, arts, making alliances with Europe, because a lot of the other Ottoman Empire rulers had been 
not like, ooh, let's keep away from Europe. But Suleiman's like, no, let's make alliances. And that it way we can sense. expand. That's why he got the name Suleiman the Magnificent. And so... He's in the royal harem now. And he catches the new king's eye. She's, he's like, oh, who, who's the ginger? <laughs> What's her story? <laughs> she, she got a fire crotch. Oh, <laughs> you went there. Um... <laughs> Again, not all concubines actually got to sleep with the sultan, so the fact that she was chosen was kind of a big deal. BFD. This also probably meant that the queen mother liked her because she wasn't gonna, she wasn't gonna bring to the attention to Suleiman some like girl that's too big for her britches, yeah. someone with a stinky attitude. There's a hierarchy. Yeah. Here. So, so the fact that the queen mother was like. I'm going to present you to Suleiman, meant that the Queen Mother liked her. And we really don't know how she felt about this. We don't know if she was like, oh yeah, cool, I'm going to kind of get raped (laughs) by this guy. I think (laughs) she was smart. And I think she, yeah, we don't know if she was attracted to him. We don't know what her feelings about it, but I think she would have thought about it pragmatically and been like, unless I want to end up like doing laundry here with the other old ladies in the harem forever. (laughs) I need to sleep with him so I can have a son and get out. Put that D in that P. Yes, (laughs) I think I don't know if she actually wanted the D in the P, but pragmatically, (laughs) she knew it was the best route. D plus P equals freedom. (laughs) I mean, that is the hierarchy. Why isn't that how they teach math? (laughs) (laughs) D plus P equals freedom. Yeah. So Roxy is. Now his favorite fucking. It's clear ever. to anyone with she's eyes. She's exotic. She's got the personality. He she doesn't smitten. look like everybody else. She's just he everything. is L O V E. But it's really not that uncommon for the Sultan to like have really, a, a really, favorite. Yeah, yeah, to have a favorite to be really into. I mean, like we've his talked new... about that in um, uh, Western Europe culture of uh, the favorite. Yeah, like they literally had a title. For yeah. <laughs> so um, there was no reason for anybody to really think this was anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Everyone st- really still viewed Mahi Devron as the consort, as the main chick. Because she was um, mother to the oldest son. <sighs> Until... <laughs> Time for some babies. Time for some babies. 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 I'm doing a dance. That's not fun for people listening. Uh, it's fun for me. My dance. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so she has a baby boy. <laughs> baby boy. Baby and boy, but on my mind, you get me out fancy. of the harem. Boom, boom. Uh, so she provides her- you all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so um, she proved herself a uh, fertile myrtle because within a year she has a son. Um, and about like 1521, she gives birth to Mehmed. Um, the Turkish word for <laughs> prince is, say it, Nathan. Shezade. Shezade? Shezade. Shezade Mehmed. But we're just going to say prince moving forward <laughs> because it's, it's a really, word we know. It's and we really don't, distracting. I don't want to distract from the story off. to mispronouncing this all the time. But anyway, so she has um, her first son, Prince Mehmed. This elevated Roxy's status. She's yeah. no longer just this rando concubine. Yeah, because again, like in that culture, once you have a son, you're 
automatically lifted lifted up. And and since his other sons died, this is only his second son. So, you know, the heir and the spare. (laughs) Roxy's now had the spare, so she's elevated. Yep. I mean, that that, that totally. It was a good. It was a good. Having the second eldest son of the Sultan was still a really good place at court, you know, until someone had to kill your son. But let's focus on that later. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she's accomplished job numero uno of concubines. And tradition would dictate that now she would, you know, stop sleeping with Suleiman and focus on raising her son to be the successful man. Yeah. You know. Um, so she's so she quit sleeping with him then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What that what that meant, what Nathan was so eloquently trying to say is no. No, she continued to get that D. And that was a scandal. P plus D equals scandal. Scandal. <laughs> and we know that they continued sleeping together because the next year Roxy had a daughter, Mirama. Uh, yes. Yeah, Mirama the next year. Um, people were like, what the fuck? She has another kid with Sultan. She was supposed to be sent off to some foreign land to govern. Yeah. But she had more babies. And, like, uh, of course, everyone's like, she must be a witch. Oh, God. Here we go again. Because he couldn't just possibly love her. She must be a witch. <laughs> because a bag of dicks, a bag of dicks. History, History is a bag, bag of dicks. No, she can't be beautiful and charming and wonderful. People quit calling her a witch real quick when somebody got executed. <laughs> that is a true story. There were a couple executions, <laughs> and so people were like, oh, we're just going to call her a witch at our own houses and not out loud. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. So she had babies on babies on babies. Babies on babies on babies. She is just pumping them out. Within like a 10 year period, she has like six babies. In 1522, she had Prince Abdullah. Uh, Abdullah may have been Miraman's twin. 
either that or they were Irish twins, you know, where they're born like immediately one well, after she, the other. I mean, like, so, she but we popped it out and banged we're it We're not sure, but um, sadly, Abdullah died. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty. All of her other children lived. Pretty young. So she also had um, Prince Salim. 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 Excuse me. Um, he was born around 1524, and then his brother, uh, Prince Bayezid, uh, was born around 1525. And then she had another boy. Like, I mean, she's pumping out but there's, baby boys. But there's six years between Bayezid and Sengir. Um, so Sengir was her last one, and he was born with special needs, possibly. Um, but there were six years between them, so... Good for her. She got a break. I think it's because Suleiman was off um, warring. Yeah. So what I read, and I loved this, is that what I read was, is that at a certain point, she got really like, you know, she's older, lady, mm. sleeping with her husband, had a bunch of sons, and then he would want to sleep with her again. And she'd be like, no, bitch, build me a monument. <laughs> and then... Build you a monument, and then maybe I'll have another son and then for you. maybe I'll sleep with you. So that's probably where Prince Sikari... <laughs> well, and also, Suleiman was off building his empire, so yeah. he was probably away for a long time. <laughs> Mahi Devron was so fucking jealous. I mean, at the same point, you have to understand that 200 years of tradition had been put aside yeah, for, for Roxelena. For this rando Ukrainian chick. And, and she's like, why not me? And why Mahi Devron has been like following the rules this entire time. I know. And her son isn't getting the attention that Roxy's kids are getting. And she's like, bitch, why not me? And there's this story that the two women got into an altercation. And <laughs> Mahi Devron locked Roxy in the face. <laughs> and she tells Roxy, you're soiled meat. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a that's this insult we need to bring back. <laughs> you are Bitch, soiled. You meat. are soiled meat. That is like brutal. <laughs> According to the story, the uh, fight was broken up by the queen mother, being yes. like, "Nope, st- stop it, stop, stop it. We don't stop. fucking fight in a harem. What are you doing?" Oh, it was so great though. And so the like... next time Suleiman um, called for Roxy to come to his bed, she says. I'm not fit for you to see me like this. Why aren't you fit for me to see me like this? And he's like, like what does that mean? And she's like, apparently I'm soiled meat. Boom! Ask Mary Mary Devron about that one. And so, um, Mahi Devron is done. She's oh. D-O-N-E. Done. She's out of the question. And so Suleiman's like, okay, um, it's time for my eldest son to go govern his own lands. And he sends... Uh, Mahi and Mustafa off to a place called Manisa. And that was the place that they traditionally sent yeah. the heir to go yeah. govern. Bah. Y'all go. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was time for him to go. Um, so even though Suleiman loved her, she was still a little bit jealous and not like... Well, I mean, they weren't married. He, What would ever stop him from putting her aside? You know? Yeah, it's so, true. And a trusted advisor of Suleiman's came to court and he brought two Russian slaves that had the same hair as she did. He was like, this is your type, right? Exactly like she did. And she legitimately was like, 
toddlers and tiaras like i didn't win it screaming <laughs> shouting being like how could you do this to me how could you even consider yeah and she threw a fit <laughs> long story short and i mean if any other concubine had ever acted this way it would have been like a huge insult like why are you acting like this in royal court? But instead, yeah. Suleiman was like, oh, sweetie baby, I don't want them. No, honey. It's fine. It's fine. I only want you. And be like, take them away. Get them the fuck out of here. So needless <laughs> to say, Suleiman's like, okay, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> These two Russian slaves are free. Yeah. <laughs> or sold to somebody else. Yeah. Let's pretend free. <laughs> yes, yes. You go, Glenn Coco. Um, rumor has it that um, Roxy may have been pregnant when this whole thing was going down. So that's why everybody was just like, shut it down, shut it down. We don't need a hysterical yeah, pregnant woman. Just she's through. a little on edge. So in 1534, the queen mother died. And this is a big deal. And you have to remember, she had been the most powerful woman in the Ottoman Empire for a really long time. So, so they would have yeah. grieved that she was dead. Like, this is a big deal. Yeah. This is- but so now there's no, like, official most powerful woman in the empire. Technically, it by tradition, it should have been Mahi Devron, but let's be real. Uh, it was Roxy. Let's be real. <laughs> um, around the same time, Roxy finds religion. Like, she, had been, she hadn't been practicing Christianity since she'd been kidnapped, but she hadn't, she hadn't officially uh, converted to Islam either. So, so obviously, whenever she's going up to Suleiman and be like, "Hey, I want to convert," he's like, "He's oh, like, oh my god, cool. yes, that's awesome!" Yes. And so she converts. She goes through all the conversion steps. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do to convert religions, but she did it. She did it. She completed. And um, awesome. We're now both Islam. This is great. Come to my bed to celebrate. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a sin." We're not married. I can't sleep with you. What a bougie bitch. Since we're not married and I am a good Islamic woman now. And so he was like, he was like, well, I guess we're having the first royal wedding in 200 years in the Ottoman Empire. I guess that's happening. <laughs> Y'all, this Suli is a and big... Roxy get married, and it's a BFD. It is a big fucking deal, bitches. Like nobody gets married. Like that's a. I mean, other like <laughs> peasants got married, but you know, not not the, sultan. not the sultan. I mean, he had a whole house of. Well, first, first of all, <laughs> it was illegal for slaves to get married so he had to free her first and so she got freed and then they got married and now she's a fucking empress rags to riches she was a slave like 10 years ago and now she's empress of like the most powerful one of the most powerful empires in the world uh yeah at the time that was the Jesus. empire and we don't know anything about the wedding because i honestly think it was just like Hey, you're married. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they had a ceremony because it would have been a religious ceremony, but I don't think it was one of... I couldn't find a lot about it, so I assume it's not one of those, like, French weddings where they would have invited all the ambassadors yeah. and, like, stuff like that. I think, it wasn't formal. I think it was much more low-key private ceremony. This is just my assumption since it I was, couldn't find it anything. Was, it was some servant girls and some eunuchs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and probably their children. But um, So this broke like 200 years of tradition. Yeah. This was something that 
the the sultan had many wives. Mm-hmm. He was a polygamist. Like mm-hmm. he had a bunch of wives, a bunch of kids. For him to declare that nope, this woman is the only woman Just for this me. One. Just broke all of these years of tradition. And then he started to obviously favor his children with Roxy. Um, which wasn't great for the peace of the empire as the eldest son, Mustafa. Yeah. Mustafa was very, very popular. He was a lot like his dad. Everybody liked and him. And everybody really liked him. So that kind of made a... Maybe that'll come up again later. By all accounts, Roxy and Suleiman had a really good marriage. Yeah, they, they really clicked. And he loved her enough to... Break customs. Um, Suleiman would write her beautiful love letters and poetry, which we're not going to dive into today, but look them up. They're still... Please do. They're still all over the internet. I recommend it. Like, it's so cute to, like, see them, like, writing little love poetry notes to each other. And he even attempted to learn Slavic, her native language, which is sweet. He didn't have to. I mean, he obviously loves her. She took the name Haram Sultan. Which was, you know, her nickname from the harem. But now that she's the sultan's wife, she can add sultan at the end of it. Also, um, yeah, they wrote poems to each other. They were just, you know, that couple that you're just like, they're too much in love. So much. This is them. (laughs) She starts becoming the sultan's closest advisors, which I don't think she takes this task lightly. She. She's like, okay, I need to be ready, y'all. So she starts studying. She studies languages, um, all the languages that people use in the Ottoman Empire. She's ready to be the fucking main bitch. She (laughs) learns the geography, you know, all the countries that are included in the Ottoman Empire. And she's super fucking smart, y'all. She's up to the task. Um... She makes sure that she understands all of the countries that the the empire has dealings with. Like, she learns every king, every queen, every prime minister, every ambassador, or whatever that she needs to learn to be able to um, write letters and work with these people while Suleiman's off at war and stuff. So she's proving to be, like... Indispensable. Yeah. Like, how can he find somebody to replace her? Yeah. She's literally the woman that is calling all the shots Absolutely. This time. And she... Some letters still survive from her correspondence with the King of Poland, which I thought was interesting because where she was born, you know, where she grew up in the Ukraine was ruled by Poland. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why she took to him so much. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but yeah, um, she had a big hand in keeping the Ottoman-Polish alliance um, going in the right direction. So she ended up moving into the royal palace. What? She did what? Yeah, that's scandalous. It was a big fucking deal that she moved into the royal palace. Because, uh, as we talked about earlier, they kept women and men separate. Separate. So now she's moving in with the king, or the sultan. What Roxy wants, Roxy Holy gets. shit. Yeah, this is a scandal. She had so much responsibility while he was off kinging and warring and... <laughs> Doing Being a all, war dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that she was like, well, of course I need to live in the palace so I can keep an eye on everything. She had her own rooms and her own servants. And everyone was like, 
who the fuck does she think she is? And she was like, I'm the Empress bitch. That's who I think That's I am. who I am. Yeah. <laughs> so she took moving into the palace really fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, Suleiman is campaigning. He's and so she's warning. writing him letters, being like, this is what's going on and while you're not around. this is where we get a lot of the little love poems. Yeah. <laughs> um, even once, like, there was a terrible plague in the city, and they were like, you need to flee. And she's like, no, I need to stay here and keep Suleiman informed of, like, what's going on. I'm not saying she was walking around, like, the plague-ridden streets or anything. She was definitely still staying in the palace. But props for her for not, like, fleeing like they told her she should, you know? Yeah, she ran that shit when she was gone or when he was gone. Absolutely, and she ran a tight fucking ship. Yeah. So whenever their oldest son, Mehmed, went to, like, govern his own lands, Roxy didn't go with him. And everyone was just like, she got a lot of shit for this. They were like, oh, she doesn't care about her son. God. Oh, and he was assigned Manisa, which meant that Mustafa had to get kicked off to like mm-hmm. second layer territories. Like Manisa is where you send the one that you most likely want to be heir. That was scandal on scandal. Scandal that Roxy didn't go with him. Scandal that Mustafa was being pushed out to like... Second son territories. A lot of people are shitting on Roxy for this. Yeah. But, I mean, it's all Suleiman's doing. <clears throat> I, and I really doubt that she sent um, Mehmed off willy-nilly. Like, I'm sure she made sure he had lots of great advisors and everything. But she got people being like, well, she obviously doesn't care about her sons, which is so unfair. Yeah, because her youngest She son, had more responsibilities than any other concubine had had that went off with there. Yeah, and then her youngest son was special needs. Yeah. And when we say special needs, I feel like we should, um, like, he wasn't mentally disab- disabled, but he was like, like, he had a hunchback, and he was probably, like, really... Physically. Yeah, like, and so life wasn't easy for him to get around and stuff. She needed so to she be there to and make sure... Yeah. And yeah, also, and make sure he wasn't just, like left out to die because back then they had some um not great views on like this deformed people you know yeah um so anyway like she she, of course she cared about her son but she was like i'm in a different situation i need to stay where i am and haters gonna hate like send your complaints to suleiman oh you're not going to because he's the sultan and you would never speak to the sultan that way then don't speak to me that way either yeah, and she was actually a really, like, she did a lot of really philanthropist type of things. Yeah. Like, she had uh, things set up for um, pilgrimages to yeah. Mecca. She had, like, homes set up and a bunch of mosques and she schools. Built, yeah. And, you know. She had a woman's hospital built right next to the slave market. Which I think says a lot to, like, remind everybody that, remember where your queen came from. Treat treat your slaves well. And I firmly believe she's like, oh, you want to sleep with me, Sultan? Put my name on that. Bitch. Yeah, put my name on that. <laughs> so she had her name put on a bunch of shit. She had a um, soup kitchen built that was um, there to provide soup to, like, the needy and the poor and the sick. Though I did read that men got... Like, 
they fed the poor and sick men, and then if there was any left, then they would feed the poor and sick mm. women and children. But I don't think I don't bag think Roxy, of dicks. Bag of dicks. <laughs> I don't think Roxy got any. She she tried. <laughs> she, yeah, she tried to be charitable. Yeah, but those guys fucked her up. But as charitable as she tried to be, <laughs> yeah, the scandal followed her, and she was quite the controversial chick. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Ibram Pasha. Ibrahim, yeah. He Ibrahim was um, Suleiman's grand vizier. Yes, which basically meant um, prime minister. So if you watched Aladdin, if you've ever watched Aladdin, the Disney classic, uh, the grand vizier is. Jafar. Oh, I haven't seen Aladdin in probably like twenty years. Yeah. Was that that was his actual title? Well, I mean, he um, the Sultan was um, the Sultan. Uh, yeah, he was like brainwashed. Dad? Yeah, he was brainwashed and be like, "Oh, name Jafar my Grand Vizier." And oh, the Grand Vizier is somebody who makes all the decisions and does everything. Oh, Ibrahim actually had a very similar story. So he was kidnapped in Greece. Yeah. And he was a Christian at the time. And he was sold into slavery. Yes. So and, a very similar story. And then worked his way up to be the Grand Vizier. Basically a prime minister. Which is such a fun word to say. Grand Vizier. Vizier. <laughs> um, and he was super popular amongst the people because, again, people love a rags to riches story. Oh, we love it today. When it's a man. Because <laughs> no, yeah. when a woman does it, she's a witch. But whatever. Burner. Um, Burner. So, um, Ibrahim was executed for treason quite suddenly and then replaced with Roxy's son in law. And um, everybody went nuts over that. Everybody blamed Roxy. But, and still to this day, if you, like, just do a quick Google search of Ibrahim Pasha, um, it's it'll say, like, and then the sultan's wife turned the sultan against him and replaced him with her son-in-law. But in true facts, the son-in-law didn't replace Ibrahim until eight years later. Yeah. So it's not like it was, like, an overnight thing. Yes, so that's kind of abridging the truth, like... Yes, he was replaced with her son-in-law, but after three other grand viziers and eight years later. And also, Ibrahim got too big for his fucking britches. Yeah. He was riding around calling himself Sultan to people that didn't know any better. And he was also probably still on the DL promoting Christianity, which um, Suleiman was known to be pretty lax with the whole faith thing. But when you have your grand vizier maybe going around contradicting you on that pretty big saying thing. you're the sultan, too. And saying he's the sultan. <laughs> being like, this will never get back to the sultan. And then it does. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> your wife's a witch. You know, like. <laughs> so that is a scandal that still follows Roxy to this day, which I think is so unfair. Yeah. I mean, the fact that. The reason he got executed was because the Sultan said to execute him. Yes. It was not her fault. <laughs> and, like, it is very convenient for people to be like, oh, but then he was replaced with Roxy's daughter's husband. And it's like eight years later. Um, so in 1543, sadly, Roxy's eldest son, Mahmed, dies. Which is so sad. Yeah. Because he was, he was both Next of their, and he was probably both of their favorites. They... Yeah. 
loved him. They adored him. Well, to think about it in a cultural aspect, that's her whole thing, was yeah. to build up her oldest son to be this big leader, and then now he dies, and so it's just tragic. And Mehmed was probably a lot like Suleiman, too. Mm. So he loved poetry and philosophy, and they would like go to battle together and ride side by side amongst each other. Um... There are things, those things lead people to believe that Suleiman actually favored Mehmed over Mustafa to be heir apparent, and also because they gave Mehmed Manisa and, like, pushed Mustafa to, like, a different land. So, obviously, everyone was saying Mahidevran had poisoned him, because women just can't get a fucking break at this time. <laughs> if someone that woman didn't like died, then it, she must have poisoned him. Yeah. Ugh, so annoying. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Mahidevran wasn't happy. Like, she probably wasn't, like, openly celebrating Mehmed dying, but she was probably in the back of her mind, like, okay, that's one less thing between awesome. me and my son being Sultan, you know? And Roxy and Sulan were fucking devastated, obviously. They were so devastated. I mean, it's one thing, they had lost that other son, but he was a baby, and babies died all the fucking time yeah. back then. But, but this he was, was their... grown, like, died at a later age. Like, in his early 20s. There's not... I definitely don't think Mahi Devron had him poisoned. Like, why wait until he's a full-grown man? If you were going to have him poisoned, have him poisoned whenever he was, like, a little kid and prone to die. I think I think it was just the 16th century and people died of paper cuts, you know? And so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the argument can still be made that she saw him getting too much power and I don't poison. I don't think she did it. I don't think so either. I think But you could she... see how at the time people... Made that. Yeah. It was good gossip. It was good <laughs> gossip for the time. So out of this whole tragedy, the people are pitting these two mothers against each other, which is very common. And so and, annoying. And it is. So Roxy and Mahi Devron are pitted against each other. Like, who's going to win the throne? And that sets up the next big scandal of Roxy's life, the death of Mustafa. This shit is next level drama. <laughs> it totally is. So <laughs> Mustafa is the eldest and the heir. Um, remember, whatever son doesn't inherit will likely get killed. Yeah, no, they die. So um, Mustafa is off ruling his own govern- governorship in Amaza, which, you know, like we said, is a lesser providence. You know what? Okay, OMG, very long story short. Mustafa always feels a little insecure about where he stands as an heir and maybe also feels uneasy at the prospect of killing his brothers. And he's like, okay, I think it's time for me to maybe I should just be king right now. He's just like, I'm just going to step it up. And it's very, the sources are murky (laughs) on if he actually raised troops against his father or if those were rumors that his dad just wanted to nip in the bud. Um, Yeah, it's... We're not sure exactly what happened, except for we are sure that one day Suleiman was like, well, I can't have an uprising, so we gotta kill Mustafa. 
And it was Suleiman's decision. It was Suleiman's decision. Um, Suleiman invites Mustafa into his tent while they're like out on campaign. And um, Mustafa comes in the tent and Suleiman's henchmen strangle him. Like take a cord and strangle him around. Yeah, they don't they don't want to spill King's blood. So even though it's likely that Roxy had absolute nothing to do with this when you look up Mustafa Prince Mustafa to this day when it talks about his death most almost every article or book or whatever is gonna say Roxalina ordered this nope no Suleiman the Magnificent like bitch you don't think he made that decision are you trying to blame her I don't think his decision I don't think Roxy would have ever tried to tell to tell Suleiman what to do because why would she ever want to like fall in his bad graces like what if what if she made that suggestion to him like you should have Mustafa killed and if he didn't take it the right way she would fall out of his graces so like why why would she even take that chance but everyone in the empire everyone in the world was talking about the Ottoman Sultan who let his bitchy wife convince him to kill his son. And she takes a fucking hit on this. Like, her reputation, I mean, still, to this day, her reputation is soiled by this. And I think it is very, uh, very unfair. Um, but Mustafa had been very popular. So, what the fuck ever. Well, because the whole thing, it was like, if Mustafa... Becomes king, he might have her sons killed. Or if her sons become king, she can hopefully convince them not to kill each other. A few months later, her youngest son, Sahinger, um, died, they say, of a broken heart. Because he was so fraught with worry about what was going on with his brothers. Because mo- these brothers were all close. Mustafa was close with Roxy's Yeah, they'd kids. always been close. And um, and that wasn't something that was in the Ottoman, the Oddish. The Oddish? The, the Otters. The Otters. That's not something the Otters usually did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, he dies of a broken heart, even though I don't think that's actually... Knowing all his deformities, he probably actually just, like, maybe had a heart condition. <laughs> yeah, her reputation with the people... Bad, 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 bad. Bad, and Suleiman didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a single fuck. He did not care. This Italian ambassador wrote back to Italy in 1554. His Majesty the Sultan loves her so much that he has refused to be with any other woman but her. Such a thing is unheard of among the Turks who have a custom for sleeping with many wives. So it basically meant haters going to hate, but he still loves this woman dearly. I mean, how can you not? Like, she's I feel like she's just a Foxy, bubbly. Lena. Yeah. <laughs> and sadly, she does end up dying. I mean, as everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Well, how weird would it be? Like, and she's still alive. Today. Yeah, she's from the 1500s, and she's still alive. She but passed she... away in 1558. We don't. It just says she got sick. Yeah. And she was in her 50s in the 16th century. I'm assuming like pneumonia or something. Like... Or earache. Or yeah. ear, ear. Bad hangover. You just, <laughs> anything killed you then. 
She was in her mid-50s-ish. Yeah. Um, Suleiman had this domed mausoleum built for her. And he had the inside, like the outside looks like a traditional mausoleum. But the inside is decorated with really bright colors and like mosaics um, depicting like flowers and sunny fields and everything. Because he wanted the inside to reflect her personality and how and he always I, I made feel her like feel. like that is her personality. That's so, that's so sweet. Bright and happy. I, I honestly think that if I was to hang out with any of her chicks from our episodes, I would want to hang out with her. I bet she would be so much fun to go on she's, girls' night with. She's not the prettiest, you know. Who she's, cares? She's not going to get, she's not going to steal your man. Oh. <laughs> she wouldn't try to unless he was Sultan. <laughs> but um, she's still bubbly, happy. Go lucky. Gotta love her. Suleiman only lived another eight years, and he never recovered from the loss no. of his wife. Um, I think he was... He was on the... The moment she knew, died, he was on the, the he decline. He knew that she was his soulmate, y'all. Yeah. Um, after her death, there was some serious drama with her sons, which we just don't have time to go into. Um, and her, her son that became Sultan afterwards was a complete and total shit show. Yeah. But her legacy was huge, and she captured the imagination of storytellers from every corner of the world. It's like the Cinderella story. Everybody loves a Cinderella like she's story. She's a slave come to queen and yeah. worked her way up and was smart. And, and beautiful poetry from a beautiful man still is written about her to this day. So, let's have a cheers. Raise a glass to Roxalina, Hiram Sultan. Lover. So, thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just, like, hit us up. You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. We're at queens underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And follow us on iTunes at Queens Podcast. All one word. All smushed up. Queens Podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook. Our intro music is by Kay Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.